1: to Essential NPCs. The podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy and I'm Addy and you're listening to series four episode 18 Hall of the Mountain King. And let's start it off with some announcements. Uh,
0: The announcement of the week is the one that you guys have been hearing for a while. And that is post-game chatter is coming up real soon. And the deadline to get your questions into us is next week.
1: Yep. Uh, With the release of episode 19 comes the deadline for your questions for post-game chatter uh that is may 9th so um you do have the chance to listen to the episode before the finale before you submit your questions if you like but after that day uh all bets are off we're going to record post-game chatter and answer all the questions we've got if you send us a question for post-game chatter
0: we will answer it and with that let's uh Move on into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. Uh, this Words with the GM Hello. is about series four, episode 17, Patriot and Concord.
1: Ah, yes. Uh, action-packed episode, to say the least. Uh, you guys face off with some Cieshi bounty hunters. Yeah,
0: with some crazy abilities, gear. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of your opponents, uh, had a few augmentations. (laughs) Um, uh, this was an opportunity for me to really showcase, uh, bioflux, which, um... We've obviously talked about a little bit already um, uh, what with, you know, you have Team Odlin, who's, you know, BioFluxed out the wazoo. You have Old Pal Doris, which is the result of BioFlux run rampant. Um, Basically, bioengineering is uh, is a a real big part of the Tefra world. And uh, while... We've mentioned it multiple times and you've seen some of the results of it. All of that's been more or less flavor. Um, And with us getting this close to the finale, I really wanted to take a moment to kind of showcase what you could do with a character who invests in Bioflux. Um, All of those uh, abilities that that guy had or the way his weapon worked um, are all things that... uh, Uh, that you can actually achieve as a Tefra character. Um, Because when you invest in the BioFlux skill, there are two different paths that you can go down. Um, One is uh, BioFlux uh, bioengineering, which is like giving yourself the abilities, like, I don't know, the ability to breathe fire.
0: Or have your blood be acid
1: yep <laughs> punish people for attacking you in close combat that kind of thing um, and then uh, the other path you can go down is uh, being able to craft a bio zapper which was the gun that that guy had which uh, does like kind of invasive bioengineering on your targets um, things like uh, making people's eyes seal shut for instance Ooh. which is what uh, which is what Zeke managed to avoid um, and uh, actually that that beam he shot at you that made the ground all spiky. Uh, if that had hit, it would have uh, made your bones spiky inside your body, making it so every th- time you tried to do something, you hurt yourself. Oh yikes! Yeah, I don't know. Like they're that. they're uh, they're pretty. Horrific, to say the least. Uh, both, uh, both like when you do it to yourself, even though it is beneficial, and when you do it to other people uh, in a negative effect. Bioflux is truly the mad scientist aspect of the Tefra world. It's a, uh, it's one of the many unique twists that the Tefra world has on the steampunk genre.
0: Yeah, and it's a really interesting skill because you can kind of, uh, as adventurers like in D&D or or Shadowrun or even Uncharted Worlds, you reach the level of superhero, but you don't quite like get those same sort of abilities. It's like, I can hit people really hard. or I can do magic. Um, Whereas like this, you feel like you're making yourself kind of like a superhero. Like from the beginning, you can have like flame breath or... um, you know, a gun that can like make people's faces melt or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's a it's a really interesting opportunity. It's definitely um, a more grotesque aspect. Yeah, you're kind of turning yourself into a, a little bit of like a Frankenstein's monster, but um, in doing so, you you kind of create a, a character that you really just can't create anywhere else yeah
1: it can get pretty wild too i mean those were only uh, that was only a small sampling of some of the things you can achieve as a bioflux character um and uh i got i got a pretty good reaction from it what uh, every time i said now he breathes fire at you you're like what <laughs> and now he's you know you cut him and now there's acid <laughs> what <laughs> so uh yeah it was uh it was it was a fun uh a fun showcasing. Yeah. But uh uh I can wax poetic about bioflux all day. So um uh let's move into favorite parts. What was your favorite part of this episode?
0: Um it actually had to do with that part of the fight, the bioflux part. Um as a GM, I love it when other GMs kind of uh take the mechanics behind an ability like Zeke's uh, ability to resist with luck and make it lucky or like in Shadowrun where there's edge uh, and so it's like something crazy happens you you've spent that like luck that like chit that you're cashing in and so my favorite part in this episode was using the the flavor of the bioflux and then Zeke rolling and sneezing to like just at the right <laughs> moment to to escape um blindness, um, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that was really cool, you know, and then, you know, the spikes coming me out of the ground, like you said earlier, where, uh, it, it, definitely kept the tension levels up. We hadn't, it definitely kept the tensions level up. It was more like the menace was there. So we didn't want to get hit. Like it was scary.
1: Yeah. I mean, you see a beam shoot at the ground and spikes come out and your reaction immediately is what would that have done if it hit me? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, sort of a very long favorite moment, uh, but what was yours?
1: My favorite moment was actually uh, before the fight, earlier in the episode. Um, you know, this this campaign has been kind of, uh, you know, lighthearted, uh, pulpy, uh, you know, Uh, often very goofy, and and we've talked about about before in Words with the GM that that's nice that, like, you know, Tefra is a a setting that allows you to kind of have a zany, fun adventure. Um, I mean, we just, like, a few episodes ago got away from the Three Stooges. (laughs) Uh, And then you guys walk into CS and it's like, well, everything here is terrible. Slavery is a thing. It's cold. You guys are hanging out with the, like, the underground railroads. You're just seeing all these people in these horrible conditions, like, living underground, like, hiding and, you know, describing all this and and narrating the scene. And I started to feel really bad about it because I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm driving this down. It's getting real gritty and like a real big shift in tone for this campaign. I don't know if I'm necessarily happy that I'm doing that. And then there's a pause. And then Barnabas goes. So is it safe to say the mood's pretty down in the room? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I think it's safe to say that. And then he just goes into being fucking Barnabas and telling a story and making an ass out of himself for other people's enjoyment. And it like it it was a it was a, a tonic for both the characters in that scene as well as for me as a GM and and maybe even you guys as players like to have that like that reinstitution of the levity of Tefra like where Barnabas is jumping around pretending to fence pirates with a broomstick and stuff like that <laughs>
0: yeah the credit has to go to covert and in that moment it was so clutch for him to just like pull out the barnabas like crazy uh you know like uh barnabas doesn't read the room he is the room so yeah. <laughs> he's, he's gonna make the room you know what he wants it to be and uh and that was uh, a really good moment uh, both in the recording studio and listening to it in the episode later. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that, hands down, definitely my favorite moment. But we still have more to to listen to. Uh, you guys got to figure out how to uh, get into Sly Crag, your next checkpoint.
0: I'm sure it'll be easy. Yeah.
1: Um, so let's uh, let's move on forward and listen to Series 4, Episode 18, Hall of the Mountain King.
0: Enjoy!
2: Hello! I'm Barnabas Gunsby, famous big game hunter and adventurer. I come from common birth, but I've used my skills to make a name for myself. I often go on expeditions to explore the world and its many lost secrets, to tame once wild lands and lay my eyes on wonders few have seen. I've written books of my exploits to help fund my adventures and while the books have brought me wealth and fame, many believe them to be fiction. It's cast a sad shadow over my once great career. But I have been selected to participate in the great Atroposian circuit where I shall prove to the world that Barnabas Gunsby is a true legend of adventure.
0: Hello, I'm Talia Nazari. It's true, I am a royalty and that's all well and good, but ruling is certainly not my true passion, but a duty I fulfil nonetheless. You see, I'm first an inventor and engineer. Self-taught, but I'm very good. A natural. And I suppose that natural talent has only been helped along by a lot of time spent in solitude but you should see all the sorts of things I've made, mostly through trial and error. I am certainly not afraid to jump in and get my hands dirty when needed. As fate would have it, being an inventor led me straight into what I believe will be one of the most interesting times of my life. Mr. Cornelius Jollypot has asked me to join his team for that great Atroposian circuit. Can you imagine? Of course I said yes, only bolstered by the fact that one of my teammates is Mr. Barnabas Gunsby, my favourite author. We're sure to have a fantastic time and perhaps even have the chance to win. I can't wait to leave Dalvosia and see the world with my amazing and talented teammates by my side. It's all so very exciting!
3: I'm Ezekiel Quaglin, gnome pilot extraordinaire, but my friends call me Zeke. I grew up in Paldoris before the Hurricane Wars. When the Aedin attacked, I joined the military to do my part in defense of my people. When it came time to return home, we realized that in winning the war, Paldorus had become an uninhabitable wasteland. The infernal church of Jinzi swooped in to save the day with their city sized stormships. This spelled salvation for many of my people, and though I was never particularly religious, I was happy to accept the church's appointment as pilot of Jinzi's Hammer. I flew the city for several years, but I never really enjoyed living on that mechanical monstrosity. When the Evanglesian Civil War broke out, I quickly volunteered for the Gen Z Corps to lend aid to the militarists. Though we lost, I earned admission to the High Flyers and after the war, used my connections there to become a commercial pilot. It's not glamorous or exciting work, and it barely pays the bills, but it let me fly the skies. When Jollypot offered me a spot on his Atroposian Circuit team, I was happy to accept in hopes of retiring to a life of luxury. I mean... And even if we don't win, at least it won't be boring.
1: The last time we left Team Jollypot, they had entered the country of Si'esh, a country uh, that is uh, very isolationist in its foreign policy. Uh, it is extremely difficult for outsiders to enter legally uh, unless they are under the express invitation of the emperor or someone in the royal military. Team Jollypot utilized... Uh, the Sieshi underground, the resistance that helps smuggle slaves out of Siesh to uh, gain access to the city and also uh, gain escort to their next checkpoint in Slycrag, a city built in near the base of the large mountain, Mount Siberius. In order to secure this uh, this escort, they did have to agree to aid the Sieshi Underground if the opportunity arose, and it did. Uh, when uh, their um, guide, Natasha... Received message from uh from a a source named Mathis uh, that some slaves were being uh shipped north by some slave catchers uh team Jollypot intervened slew the slave catchers and uh you guys have now. Hunkered down in a cave with the slaves and your underground or your Sieshi underground conductors. Um, and uh, it's early, early in the morning when you are awoken by Natasha. Uh, and she goes, Let's go. It's, t- it's time to move. Uh, Gurkey and DuPont are, are taking these slaves uh, south. Uh, it's just you three and me moving north from here. We can make it to Sly Crag by the end
2: of the evening. Sounds good. On our way, I have coffee prepared. Well, it's a local substitute,
1: but
2: I'll take it. And uh, Tasha partakes.
3: What is the local substitute? Oh, uh, it's not like weird bugs or anything, is it?
2: No, uh, of course not. <laughs> this, is, this is this is Earthrum brew. Yes,
3: I'm fine without coffee.
2: It's very good. It gives you a nice kick in the morning.
3: I've got plenty yes, of energy.
2: It's quite refreshing and energizing. And you don't have to think about it. (laughs) Talia, did you want some?
0: Oh, no, thank you.
2: More for us. And they
1: drink it together.
2: (laughs) You do the traditional earthworm brew morning. Good luck toast.
1: (laughs) Prost. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and you guys continue on the way. Uh, Everyone go ahead and roll uh, dexterity for me. On occasion, you do have to, you know duck out of sight of various uh, uh, military patrols. What did everyone get? Uh, Talia? 20. Zeke? 20. Barnabas? 25. Uh, Yeah, uh, with Natasha uh, at your side, you guys you know, duck around. You avoid any patrols. Uh, she does manage to point them out on occasion, um, pointing out the difference between those that are part of the royal military, uh, loyal to the emperor, and those that are uh, loyal to the various dukes uh, in Siesh. She goes on to kind of during the journey, kind of give you guys like a little bit of a lesson in Siash-y politics, um, explaining that uh, Siesh's run. By the emperor, uh, no doubt, um, in his seat of power uh, in Mount Siberius. Um, There are 19 dukes uh, that are scattered around uh, Siash, which is a rather large country. They are constantly fighting over uh, their territories, uh, fighting over their duchies. Uh, trying to expand their influence and uh, have more control over uh, which laws are, are primarily enforced throughout Siesh and uh, the the emperor actually more or less stays out of most of that, uh, but they all pay the emperor tribute and the emperor in turn uh, pours all of those resources into the Sieshi military, which is extremely strong. Uh, Mount Siberius is in fact just like a giant military complex Um, built inside the heart of a mountain. And so with the emperor uh, putting pretty much all of the taxes that he receives into the uh, military strength of the nation, uh, the dukes are more than comfortable sending their smaller militia and military forces at each other to... Occasionally fight and it's not like never all out or it's rarely ever all out war. Uh, more often than not, it's like little skirmishes between like outposts that then decide like, oh, well, now, you know, this on this side of the river belongs to this duke now. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, the emperor's name is Emperor Alexander Krasnoporov.
3: He sounds like a dick.
1: He is. There's a the CS is not. A very great place to live unless you are one of the few in power. Then it's just large parties and uh, you send young men and women off to die, mostly Satyr slaves, uh, to expand your influence just a little bit. Just a couple miles is worth a hundred lives.
2: And the parties are the most pretentious things I've ever been to.
1: Gross. (laughs) Why would you even go to something like that?
2: As much as it pains me to say this, there are a few times in my career I do something solely for the extra cash. Coming (laughs) to Siash was one of them.
1: I don't think it it would would be worth it. It wasn't. Well, I guess we all make mistakes. And then uh, uh, at this point, you guys are getting pretty close to the mountain. It's dark, uh, and you guys are walking without the aid of any kind of lanterns. and uh, uh, the moonlight and starlight is more or less covered up by the constant, like, snow flurry that is the weather here. But uh, uh, Natasha seems confident in, in the direction she's going. Uh, before you guys completely lost sight of, of, like, any daylight, you did realize that you were getting pretty close to Mount Siberius. So what was once was an impressive uh, feature on the landscape... Off in the distance, that you would occasionally glimpse in between snow flurries, uh, has now become this monolithic aspect that you are fast approaching. Um, it is huge. the The mountain itself um, actually is uh, covers about as much ground as the Surai mainland. Um, it is definitely larger than the island of uh, off the coast of Surai that Kian Drew's on. on. Um, uh, but not quite large enough to encompass the entire country of Surai's, uh landscape, uh, but gigantic to say the least. And uh, you guys are approaching it, um, and at a certain point, um, you see some lights off in the distance, and they are—they uh, kind of like cut through the fog in the night, um, and they are coming close. You hear the the like humming of engines, and uh, uh, Natasha like puts her hand out, and she goes, "Quick, with me." And she darts to the left and starts running that way.
2: I also dart to the left
1: quickly. Yes, we follow. And she's like, "There's a crevasse over here we can hide in." Uh, And she uh, runs for a second, and you just see her like you can kind of see her shape as you guys are are running. She's it's dark in the night, but you can kind of see her. And then she just disappears as she slides down off the ledge of this uh, of this crevasse without breaking her stride. Is
0: there snow drift anywhere? I'm terribly afraid that if Gerald goes down into there, he's not coming back up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want to order Gerald to dive into a snowdrift? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a snowdrift like a uh, 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 there's t- snowdrifts everywhere. Gerald can just go like faceplant in some snow.
0: He does. Okay.
1: Gerald just uh, just goes whoop whoop and like falls down and slides under some snow. At, like His like feet are just kind of sticking out, but you know, it's hard to see. <laughs> and the rest of you?
2: I jump into the crevasse with our guide.
0: Okay, roll dexterity for me.
2: 24. Anyone else? Uh,
0: I'll jump into the cross um, and then activate my wings after they can't be seen. The lights can't be seen. Yeah, as soon
1: as you, like, pass the threshold of the, like, of the edge, you light up your wings to slow your descent. Uh, What about you? Um, I
3: jump in. If it looks like I'm gonna eat shit, I'll turn my jetpack on. But otherwise, I think I'm just gonna land. Okay, roll dexterity for me. Sixteen.
1: Okay. Uh you you do utilize your jetpack just a little bit, um, Zeke, as you uh as you drop down. It is like a straight drop down for like uh like thirteen feet. Um and it's like very, very jagged and like rocky, and then it's like it's like uh, at the part that would be the base of like the rocky ledge that is like fifteen or thirteen feet down, there's like another three feet very steep, pebbly like Slope with like these jagged shards of rock, and so Zeke, like you land there, and then like you start slipping, and you're just like, I'll just boost my jetpack and let's like go this extra couple feet. Uh, Talia, you glide down. Uh, Barnabas, you land uh, solidly on the like pebbly slope, and you slide down uh, smoothly, and you do a little roll at the end, uh, so you're all good. And Natasha's down there, kind of like leaning up against this like pebble slope, uh, like looking up and listening, and you guys hear the engines like. <laughs> driving by and they drive by and they start going a little quieter and you guys are sitting there and then you hear uh, the, unmist- the unmistakable sound of the hammer cocking back on a gun behind you and you hear a voice say hands where I can see him up in the air.
3: Do I recognize this voice? You do. Is it Edith?
1: No. You uh, you glance over your shoulder, and you see Hannah Solzen and Shorkata standing behind you. Shorkata with a crossbow leveled at you guys, and Hannah Solzen with her pistol pointed at you guys. Hey, <laughs> Zeke. Yeah. Hi, Talia. Barnabas. <laughs>
0: what on earth are you doing here?
1: <laughs> well, same as you. We're continuing the circuit and she like holsters her pistol
0: in this crevasse well i mean there was
1: yeah we've been hiding out here for the night to
3: be fair talia we're in this crevasse as well
1: (laughs) possibly for the same reason
0: but we have a guide at least they know where it is did you fall in here
1: (laughs) no 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 we we came we came down here willingly um or we've been staked out here for about a day now and you kind of get a good look at them. You see that they're pretty scraped up and they look a little worse for wear. Uh, and, like, from behind Shorakata, you see Lucius poke his, uh, <laughs> poke his head out. And he goes,
0: hey, Talia. Hello. <laughs> you all
1: right there? He's got, like, a cut on his chin. and was like, yeah, everything's great. Everything's totally fine. Uh...
0: You were shot down.
1: No, I am offended. How <laughs> dare
3: you? That would have been really impressive to whoever did it.
1: No, we didn't get shot down. How long have you guys been in Siege?
3: A, a few days.
0: A few days. Okay.
1: Um, what's your plan to get into the mountain?
3: That's a good question.
1: <laughs> well, then, uh, okay. So,
3: <laughs> that's Natasha, good.
1: what's our plan to get into the mountain? <laughs> well, I'm, you just. I was just making sure you didn't have anyone in there that you knew. Not personally. And uh, Natasha stands up and goes, Who are you? And uh, Hannah looks at her and goes, Who the fuck are you?
3: <laughs> Leader of the Sieshi underground meet our smuggler friends.
1: They look at each other. They shrug. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha. Hannah. And <laughs> uh, Natasha goes, What's going on in the mountain? And uh, Hannah... Sits down on, like, a little rock nearby and, uh, starts, like, cleaning her gun. Uh, and she goes, well, a uh, bit of a coup, it would seem. Uh, the, uh, the dukes have, uh, risen up and, uh, emperor's dead. Natasha sits there, seemingly unsure whether to be happy or not. <laughs> Who's leading this coup? And, uh, Hannah goes, fuck if I know. Uh... But it's, it's some of the Duke's men running around, uh, they're hitting the, uh, hitting the royal military to the best of their abilities. Uh, we were up there. Um, we were guests of Colonel uh, Volkov. Uh, we had to—she uh, stops—meet with him about some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we were there under his express invitation. Uh, and a lot of good that did us when uh, the bullets started flying— Uh, We were marked as uh, enemies and almost nabbed by some of the rebels. And God damn it, they have my ship.
3: Those bastards.
2: Yeah. The Emperor stole me payment for appearance at one of the parties. Ah, damnation.
1: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you're going to have a hard time of it going in. Uh, There's still a bit of fighting going on, I would assume. Uh, The colonel. Yeah, the, the colonel gathered as many people as he could, uh, to hold their ground. Uh, we barely got out of there. We got separated.
0: So you had checked in.
1: Yes. Uh, we had checked in and we were there and then, uh, just overnight and we've been here for the better part of today. I mean, it took us a long time to get here and, and lose our tails, but, but then we just thought we'd hunker down here and try to think of a plan to go get my ship back.
3: Alright, well we'll help you get your ship if you help us check in. And then fly us out.
1: <laughs> yeah, about that. I'll definitely help you guys get in and check in. Um and I don't mean any ill will in any ill will here. I mean you guys there's plenty of ships to go around in uh in Slycrag. Uh it has three hangars. Uh full of full of top of the line military vessels. I'm sure not all of them have been sabotaged or deployed at this point. All right,
3: then here's my follow-up question. What direction are you flying out of Mount Siberius?
1: Not necessarily the same direction you are. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, push comes to shove. If I get a chance to win the Atroposian Circuit, we're taking it. But, obviously, we're not going to leave you guys to the... Dukes to be murdered. You, uh, we'll get you in and you can check in and find your way out on a different ship.
2: We'll only help you so far. Oh, of course. So we help you get your ship and you help us check in and get us a ship.
3: All right. You fly anywhere but Razul, We're cool. You fly to Razul, Then we have problems.
1: I mean, we'll fly to Razul eventually. It's up to you guys to get there before us. But we got to stop to make one Last stop to make, and then we're clear.
3: All right, I don't have a better plan.
2: I think, I think this is reasonable. Team huddle. I pull (laughs) them both in.
1: Natasha stands awkwardly on the outside of the huddle.
2: I I kind of look at Natasha and he wants you to join the huddle.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she she like leans in and is like. What are you whispering about?
2: <laughs> still have another stop to make. We'll be able to help them and not even have to... Neither of us even have to try anything. We can get a head start on them, especially if they. If we can get our hands on an Imperial ship. Those will be top of the line, and rather fast. And our next stop is Razul.
0: I mean, who says that Mr. Duncan Furter is even alive and well if he was there on the behest of the emperor what's to say that they're going to honor the court elites agreement we're we're helping them get their ship for potentially nothing and don't get me wrong I'm very fond of them especially mr. Stratford but at the end of the day we're helping them and are they really helping us at all? What's to say that they're not just going to run?
1: Right. Well, you are on this this race thing, right? So what this this yes. this Duncan Fetter? He's he's the Duncan the check. The per- okay, the one you need to check in with. Yes. Yes. Well, well if if he's been executed by the, the uprising. Is that, is that truly going to just, like, disqualify you from the race? What, is, what are the rules of this race?
3: I can't imagine Duncan Verter can be killed by any kind of man.
2: What? <laughs> he's got this weird obsession. Anyway, the point is, if he's already dead, well, then we probably have no shot in winning anyway. And I think they've been fair and honest most of this race. and We can still cross the finish line for our own pride. I mean, if he's dead... Don't you just steal a
1: ship and go to the finish line and say, we went there. It was dead.
2: We could.
3: She's got a point. I don't actually know what the protocol is. If someone has killed Duncan Furter, obviously we recover the body. But beyond that,
1: I don't know. I don't know how this race works. Wait, do we not trust these people?
0: No, of course we trust them.
2: I have another stop to make, and that stop's going to be way more important than this race. For their own sakes.
0: Of course we trust them. We just don't trust them not to cheat. They're not going to shoot us or stab us or something.
1: Well, that's the important part, that you make it out alive, yes?
2: Yes. Yes? (laughs) (laughs) That's the spirit, Miss Nazari. Now onward to find Duncan Furter.
3: We really think it's going to be a problem. It's probably not that hard to sabotage their ship. It's basically a rocket strapped to a can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds dangerous. It's great. Uh, so Hannah's like, so what's it looking like?
0: It looks like we're partners again for a little while.
1: <laughs> All right. Hey, and I'm sorry again that, you know, we're being hard asses about this. But there's, you know, so the the race is. Primarily, we're here to square away our debt with atoms. That's, that's the whole point of this, which I'm sure you guys have already figured out. Um, but winning the circuit, and like her face kind of lights up and, and like shortcuttta grins and like uh, Lucius like smiles, and, and she's like, "That would be icing on the cake. That'd be a good way to, to really set this off, get free of our debt, and then get a big payday. I mean, that's great because, I mean, all we get for doing all of this, if we don't win, is just clearing our debt, which, I mean, is significant. And, uh, you know, we won't have bounty hunters after us anymore. So I think it's, you know, ultimately, that's the goal. But if you guys don't make it to Razul before we do, we're taking that. That's fair.
3: Well, we've all got to beat Team Cornfoot, who obviously have cheated at every step of the way because they're bastards and I hate them.
1: (laughs) Do you guys know anything about about uh them? I they they did check in before. They, I, we did.
3: They apparently had protection from the Royal Military.
1: Well, that doesn't bode well for them.
3: <laughs> yeah, I
1: it occurred uh, we,
3: to me they might just be dead.
1: We didn't see them when we got there. We we came in in the middle of the night, checked in. Duncan Fletcher said something along the lines of how like we were just behind Team Cornfoot. So they may have still been there when the coup started. Uh, We didn't see them on our way out. Just wish we could have gotten to the ship.
3: Well, you win some, you lose some. How are we getting into the city? (laughs) That's a good question. Does anyone have any ideas? Okay. So what are you bringing to this agreement,
1: then? (laughs) She points at Shorikata with his crossbow and, like, pulls up her gun. She's like, extra firepower? We've been sitting here racking our brains trying to figure out how to get in there.
0: Are there doors? Yeah. Like City Gates. Yeah, okay. So
1: Slycrag is uh is a city that um begins just a couple stories above the base of the mountain. Uh it has 12 levels. Each level about as large as like six city blocks. Square. Is this
3: Hannah talking? Yeah. Wait, hold one second. Natasha, leader of the underground that frequently smuggles people out of slavery in Siash. How do we get into Siash?
1: Oh, thanks for asking. <laughs> what she was saying was right. The, the city is, in fact, um, uh, 12 levels. Each level, roughly the size she said. Six city blocks sounds right, square. Uh, that, uh, that makes up the central shaft. Uh, the primary city is set up in the central shaft. And then uh, on level five, there's the main hangar. Uh, and Hannah ch- chimes in. That's where we last saw the Colonel making his stand. So they might, st- the military might still be fighting for that. Um, and then uh, there are two auxiliary hangars, an eastern and a western hangar, both located on level six. This, uh, these, um, these soldiers you saw, uh, Hannah, were they wearing markings of any kind? She goes, Yeah, um, it was like, uh, they, they had badges and insignia that, that it was like a flaming sword with wings, I believe, was along the, along the, the lines. And, uh, Natasha sits that for a second. She goes, Well, that would be, uh, the insignia of the Duke, uh, Nikolai Grishin. He must be leading the, the rebellion. He is one of the most wealthy and influential dukes around, so I'm not surprised that he was able to orchestrate this, probably as a bid for the, the becoming the emperor himself. If he's managed to unite the 19 dukes, that would explain why the military is losing so soundly, uh, especially with a surprise attack like this in the middle of the night. This could be over in a couple of days, and there could be a new order in Siash. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for you guys. But if you don't want to wait that time, the easiest way into, uh, into Slycrag is to go up uh, the mountain a little bit higher than the main entrance. Which, like your friend said, is a couple stories off the ground into the, built into the mountainside. Um, if you go up a little bit higher than that, uh, there are uh, sewage drainage pipes that you can, you can go up through. I've used them once before. You go up through one of those, that will get you into, uh, I believe it's level 3. From there, you can get on one of the elevators to go to whatever level you need to. Your guys' instructions do say that Duncan Furter is uh, in level uh, eight at a Countess's Manor.
2: Sounds like we have a way in.
0: So, a logistical question, just so I'm clear the city is built into the mountain, it's like a series of caverns or caves.
1: Mm. No, it's more like the only, the, there are three entrances into the city proper, from the outside. The main gate in the bottom, and then the eastern and western hangars, and the main hangar. Those are the only parts that have openings leading outside. The hangar doors are usually closed unless vehicles are are exiting. The city is not carved into the side of the mountain, it exists within the mountain. It's a it's a, a cylindrical chasm with several levels of city built into it. Okay. If your friend Duncanfurder is not a fan or is not a friend to this new order and he hasn't been executed, if he has, I don't know where they would put him, but if he was being held, there is a prison on level six.
0: And when you say level, does it count one and go up or does it count? one and go down
1: or oh, counts one on the ground floor and goes up right. and there's 12 of them you will be if you go up through the entrance that i described uh you'll end up on level three uh and not too far from uh one of the many elevators that can take you up to the upper levels
3: so do we want to stop at the prison and see if he's being held there or go where he was staying before
0: I'm not keen on breaking into a prison if I don't know the person I'm looking for is there.
3: Yeah, that was my thinking.
0: But I'm also not keen on all of us piling in and then being caught because they know about this drainage pipe or whatever. They haven't
1: captured anyone using them before.
0: Of course, but also people try to escape, all of a sudden they do find it, right?
1: It's possible. It's not the the easiest of journeys. Uh, It's very dangerous to actually to leave via the pipes because they are quite a downward angle. Uh, If you do not uh, catch yourself, you shoot out the side of a mountain and die. (laughs) Uh, Climbing up it would probably be easier. That's how I've entered the city the one time. Um the shafts themselves are uh she looks at Sharkata about his size. So single file uh, steep incline uh they uh they only uh drain every once in a while otherwise they are uh they are more or less dry. And then on occasion through an automated system uh they will discharge the waste out the side of the mountain.
0: It's um, there's
1: about a dozen of them, but they all lead to the same facility.
0: And there's no way the hangar doors are still open.
1: I'm not sure. If you, uh, your friend is saying it is a bit chaotic up there, Hannah nods. Yes, uh, I would. that would be the word I would use to describe it. Then uh, who knows? We don't know who's in control of what hangar. We don't know if the hangars have been opened. We don't even know the state of of the city. It could be complete chaos. Everyone could have been rounded up. It could be that you run into little resistance, depending on where you are, if you're not nearby the fighting.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, change the rate at which the aether burns in my um, wings So instead of yellow, it's blue or like a bluish color.
1: Yeah, you can do that well enough and make it so your wings glow uh, kind of a darker blue. What's that about?
0: Oh, so when I fly up, I'm not just a big beacon of light. Got it.
3: (laughs) Um, Natasha, what do you know about this Duke who is supposedly leading this coup? And do you think he would want to keep ties with the court elite? Were he to take power?
1: That's uh, not something I'm incredibly well versed in. I know the lay of the land, I know how to get people in and out of slaves, uh, slavery, but as far as the intricacies of foreign politics be- between the different dukes, not something I know very well. Uh, I know that Duke Nikolai Grishin is one of the harsher dukes around, that's how he's able to maintain his power. Over the others, it's, uh, he's, he's quite the force to be reck- reckoned with. He is, in fact, the most powerful duke uh, in Siash. Possibly the new emperor. It will be hard times. I imagine he'll try to use the, uh, the empire's military to uh, instate his rule universally across all the duchies, which could make my job a lot harder. Um, but as far as what he thinks of the core elite. I don't know. I I barely ever hear about the Cordelite.
3: Yeah. Okay. I guess we're climbing up a sewer. Yes.
0: Uh yes. I believe so. Um. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I will, in fact, send um a messenger sphere to Mr. Duncan Furter in Whalehaven. Um, with a message for the Cordelite to um that this has happened. Just I feel like it's an important. Thing.
1: It makes sense. It happened less than 24 hours ago. <laughs> um,
0: and then I'll also include a small note that asks that Mr. Duncan verter send my messenger sphere on today.
1: Sure. Cool. Uh, well, and then Hannah goes, all right, so we're in agreement then. Uh, we'll get you guys to Duncan Verter, and, uh, and, and then after we secure that, we'll move on and go and get the barn swallow. Um... Hey, Shorkata, we don't have to put you in irons and try to bring you in as a prisoner. That would have been a terrible idea. Wouldn't it? None of us look like Howdy. <laughs> um,
3: they have bounty hunters, whatever, fine.
1: Hannah <laughs> leads you guys into like a little inset in the side of the wall here uh, where they kind of set up camp and uh, they share some of their rations with you. And uh, Lucius comes up to you, Talia. He's like, hey, Talia. Hello. Um, I know you're really good with automatons. Uh, Gearbox, uh, he took a, he took a hit on the way out. He's, he's working, but he's a little messed up. I know he's just a clockwork and, and you work on stuff a little more sophisticated than that.
0: Give him over. Let's see.
1: Okay. And, uh, he pulls, like, he puts a little, like, can down that he keeps Gearbox in and he lifts up the lid and pulls Gearbox out. Uh, Gearbox is like part of his head is blown off. I know. Uh, one of his eyes is kind of like dangling, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's he kind of follows orders now, but he's having some trouble, and and I want to make sure if we're getting the barn swallow, you know, uh, up in the air again. I, I need I need Gearbox nearby me to 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 help me put the engine right, and so I was wondering if you could maybe give me a hand.
0: Of course, we. Put him back together.
1: All right, roll signs for me. Fifteen. Cool. Yeah, you guys work on that a little bit. And uh, at some point, Natasha does come to you guys and go, um, about tomorrow, I'm not going to go inside the city with you.
0: That makes perfect sense.
1: Okay. I mean, I can see you to the mountain if you need my help for that far. I can keep a lookout. I can be an extra set of eyes. I can show you where the drainage pipes are, make sure you see them. But uh, then I need to go, and I, I need to. We need to halt all traffic in the underground until this blows over. It's we don't know what the new the the new emperor will do. We need to get the lay of the land. Uh, this 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 news needs to get out quickly. But I will uphold my end of our our deal.
0: When did we decide we were going to the? Um...
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I guess you guys could go in the middle of the night if you wanted. You could go right now.
0: I mean, that's sort of what I. <clears throat>
3: Yeah, I don't see any reason to. I mean, maybe stop, eat, rest for a couple hours. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, You guys take same. a little breather, but yeah, if you guys are, if you guys want to push on, that's fine too.
0: Well, like, um, okay, so, it is a race. Well, if you wanted to um, sort of show Mr. Quaglin now while um, Team Adams is getting their things together, and then go, we couldn't begrudge you that.
1: You mean take him to the, the, mount, the base Sh- of the mountain? I mean, he's
0: got very good eyesight. There's a good chance that he could see it.
1: It's rather dark. Can you see in the dark?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I
0: thought you could.
3: I mean, I can, I can see the dark much better than you.
0: That's fair.
1: <laughs> I mean, we could get, we'd have to get close enough that it doesn't make much of a difference. I might as well go with the group and make sure everyone is safe.
0: Uh, if you insist, then we're happy to help you help.
1: Well, then we should get the move on before uh, before the situation finds a way to calm down. Our best bet is to use the chaos to our advantage.
3: Yeah, I think the longer we wait, the more likely it is Duncan Furter's dead if he can be killed.
1: <laughs> it's such a strange hey. thing to say. Uh, and Short comes up to you and goes, he's weird, right? He's so <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> Hannah will listen to me when I say it. Neither will Barnabas! (laughs) 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 Hannah grins to herself. (laughs) Um, Barnabas chuckles. (laughs) uh, And yeah, you guys uh, take a a quick breather and then you uh, continue on your way. You you climb back out of that uh, crevasse, which isn't super deep and hard to climb out of. There's like a little... Walkway you can go up on, near the side, um, and you reconvene with, uh, with Gerald, who's laying in the snow <laughs> face down,
4: his feet still sticking out, a little bit more covered now that the snow's drifted onto him.
0: He's fine. Woo Woo-woo. Exactly. Woo woo
4: woo. And he
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like fall, stands up and like shakes off the snow. <laughs> Look who he found. Woo And uh, Lucius goes, Hi Gerald. Woo woo. <laughs> Natasha's like, all right, this is very touching. Let's go. i <laughs> the charmer. Uh, and, yeah, you guys uh, continue on your way. With Natasha's leadership, you don't run into any problems, though on the way you do see off in the distance multiple times, like different, like, convoys going, like different cars and stuff. You also hear overhead, like, as, like, planes seem to be flying all around and uh, above. Uh, on occasion, you do see, like, little, like, like explosions up both above the horizon and on the horizon. Like there's a little bit of like warfare happening around. Uh, but like most of it's pretty covered up by like the flurry of snow. And, uh, yeah. Uh, with Natasha's leadership, you guys, uh, end up sneaking your way up to the base of Mount Siberius on the Southern end of it. Uh, and, um, as you guys were approaching, she did point out the area where the main gate is. You can kind of see it built into the side of the mountain. Um, and then like up above that, she goes, and behind that right there you see where it looks like actual uh, rock face. Um, there, That is not, in fact, where the edge of the mountain is. Uh, that is, there's a the reason they call it Slycrag is the main hangar is actually hidden behind a rock formation that juts straight up and looks like parts of the side of the mountain. But when you look at it from this angle C, you can see the space in between the rock formation and the actual side of the mountain there. Yeah. So the ships will sneak out from the main hangar, or at least they used to back in the, uh, back in the days of the how the Empire's strength um, now, mostly, the, uh, the military complex inside just continues to craft and create weapons of destruction. For some future war, I'm sure, but that's least of my concerns at the moment. No matter what, how these will continue to uh, enslave satyrs, and that's my primary concern. Anyways, this way, to the, uh, to the offshoots. And, uh, yeah, you guys uh, walk up to the base, and uh, with her kind of pointing it out, you can see the spots... That would be like the like little like there's little like holes carved in. Uh, They're not open; they're shut. Uh, But she claims that uh, that if you manage to like use a magnet or or uh, the seam is pretty tight, you can't quite get your fingers in it. uh, But the the design is not latched. Uh, It's it's designed to sit flush and hard to open. And as soon as the waist shoots out, then the flap opens up from being pushed from the inside. So as long as you are able to Dig a tool in, or use a magnet. You can lift up the flap. I assume what about a have, grappling have, hook? Uh, a grappling hook. Well, uh, I mean, that could get you up there.
2: But could the hook fit into there like a crowbar?
1: No, no. The seam is too is too tight. You need to you need to puncture. If you're going to hook something into it, you need to puncture the face of the the metal face of the panel.
0: I have I have um I have a few tools, and I'm sure Mr. Stratford does as well. I have a magnet. Exactly <laughs>
3: <laughs> How often does waste come out?
1: Uh, I have not spent enough time in Slycrag to say one way or the other. I was lucky the first time I went through the the tunnel I was crawling up in. It didn't seem to uh, uh, it didn't shoot out any waste. I'm not sure it goes on some site, uh, some sort of timer or, or maybe it depends on how much waste is built up. I don't know. I don't know the mechanisms of it.
3: All right, I mean, maybe we should wait five or ten minutes, see if it blasts out some garbage before we just go climbing up a garbage chute.
0: Well, we've got to get up there first. I imagine that will take us more than ten minutes, and and once we're up there. Um, If everyone wants to tie their rope together, because I'm sure everyone has some, uh, I can and Mr. Gunsby, if you'd be willing to donate your grappling hook, we can have a lead going up the mountain.
1: All right. This is where I leave you.
0: Thank you for your help.
2: Good luck in there. You too. I shall write of you in my next book. Actually, I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: if you write anything and you release secrets of the Siashi Underground, I'll find you.
2: Exactly. Which is <laughs> why I will not be writing about it. Yeah, You can use, I mean,
1: you can mention it. It can give hope to people. There's no secret that there is an Underground.
3: I nudge Natasha... He's not a good enough writer for that.
2: No, okay. Never mind.
1: Yes, don't write about it. It's very secret.
2: (laughs) I pretend not to hear him.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, good luck. And thank you for helping me free those people. You did well. You're welcome. I have to go. I need to warn my people. And she runs off into the night. Uh, All right. So, yeah, you guys tie some ropes together. Talia, you grab the grappling hook? I do. All right. What's the plan?
0: I shall fly up the um, side of the mountain as close as possible, keeping as few sight lines to me as I can. Um, hopefully, the lights aren't that bright because I've adjusted them. Um, and uh, up to the garbage chute, um, so that, uh, and then hook it on, hook the grappling hook onto the ledge, a ledge rock sure
1: nearby. um roll cunning for me to find the best foothold for that grappling hook
0: 20
1: yeah you find a real good foothold for that <laughs> you find natasha's old foothold for <laughs> uh yeah there's a there's a nice like good jaggedy part of the mountain that you manage to like lodge it in there and give it a good tug and you're pretty sure it's as it's as secure as it can possibly be and then you run the line down and uh everyone starts climbing up um Except for, I'm guessing, Zeke, because he has a jetpack. Correct. <laughs> so uh, Talia and Zeke are hovering, probably covering people in case they like slip. Um, I need everyone who is climbing, which is Barnabas, uh, to roll uh, Brute for me. Aye. All right, Barnabas, uh, you make your way up there. You are fatigued. Your hit point maximum is reduced by half. You also see that uh, Lucius is very fatigued, and uh, Hannah actually seems fatigued as well.
0: Shorkata's fine. <laughs> Gerald is also fine.
1: Oh, Gerald doesn't get fatigued. <laughs> Gerald's just, <laughs> just, just pulling himself up. He's fine. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Uh, all right, so now you guys are. Uh, oh, and as you guys are climbing up, there is one point where one of the twelve uh, shoots. You hear, and uh, the pop, or the, the lid opens up, and just this torrent of chunky fluid just shoots out. It's quite grotesque. I look. It's <laughs> grotesque in its smell, let alone, smell. Its sign, er, let alone its sight. Let alone its sight. And uh yeah, uh it shoots out for a good fifteen seconds. Uh the stream, at first it's like a burst. But then like it, it does it doesn't actually just like shoot out in a large torrent. Uh it eventually like kind of trickles down and like becomes like a more manageable like stream. Uh and then like two of the other ones kind of shoot out as well, but again, not in like a not in a like really, really uh heavy stream. It's more like you know, a flow shooting out, not like a pressurized hose <laughs> spitting this stuff out. what's
3: the interval between the first one and then the next two we see?
1: Uh, just a couple seconds. It's like the first one is the big burst, and then the other two start flowing when the pressure equalizes. And these
3: are like a cluster of lids near each other?
1: Uh, no, it's actually the two that started going were nearby each other. They're like one on top of the other. This is like two rows of six, and uh, the two like second from the right... Those two um, are uh, the ones that started late. And then one of the ones near the left was the initial one that opened up.
3: Okay, so we should probably use one of those, as gross as that is. It just purged all its dirty, gross garbage.
0: <laughs>
3: so now more dirty, gross, disgusting garbage has to build up.
0: I don't want to.
2: <laughs> there are
1: there are n- nine
2: other shoots you could go up. Talia, it will be our safest route.
0: I don't want to.
2: Just hold I your just, breath.
3: I no, want I you to imagine something, okay? In one scenario. We're walking up a tunnel that has recently been splashed with dirty, gross, disgusting garbage. In another scenario, we're walking up a tunnel that has not recently been blasted with dirty, gross, disgusting garbage. And then we get blasted in the face with dirty, gross, disgusting, foul-smelling, awful
2: garbage.
0: Oh, wait out here!
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then as you shoot out the side of the mountain, you die. Well, I mean, you'd be fine, but...
3: Because of your wings, but you would be covered I would die. I would
0: die either way.
1: (laughs) Also, speak for yourself, Zeke, Uh, Hannah calls down, kind of panting. You're the one who can walk in these tunnels. The rest of us have to crawl. (laughs) It's going to be old garbage, even in the ones that are, quote, clean. Yeah, but it's dry. That's better. I'm with you, Talia. Let's go in one of the other ones.
0: All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll open the other one for you if you want to go through that one. Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> I I open that one. Sure. And it then it stinks I, and it
1: drips a little bit.
0: Wait, The oh the yeah, okay.
3: I float by everyone. <laughs> and I stick my tongue out at the fatigued ones. <laughs> and then I fly up the tunnel.
0: Uh and I shall fly up the fly up a dry tunnel right, as you, quickly as possible. You pull
1: Hannah in, uh Shore-Cotta, um chooses to go up the one Zeke did. Um Uh, what do you, which one are you going in, uh,
2: Barnabas? As I cannot fly if I get pushed out by a bunch of shit water, (laughs) I'm going up the recently purged one.
1: (laughs) All right. So Barnabas uh, goes up the recently purged one and Lucius goes with Hannah and Talia up one of the ones that hasn't been purged. Yeah. Um, Barnabas, you got to climb. It's grimy. It's wet not all of it emptied they actually these tunnels so they are they are tunnels they are very very steep uh, the saving grace for that as far as ascending them is that they are ridged the negative effect of that
3: shit gets caught on the ridges.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Short-Cotta is just like, d- like just
4: pushing through, <laughs> uh, Zeke, you are small enough you can just <laughs> up
3: with your, up with <laughs> your <laughs> Uh,
4: Barnabas, you have to
1: climb digging your fingers into these grooves to pull yourself up. You're just getting covered in grime and grossness. Uh, Talia, the one you and Lucius and Hannah choose to go down, um, is is not um wet but it's still very grimy and gross and like you know you can put on like your gloves and like climb up and like it mostly just gets on your boots and your knees and your gloves
0: can i sort of like semi zip up
1: you can like you can use your wings like since you're it's uh, not that much room you can't really fly up in the same way zeke can but you can like use your wings to help you like not fully put your weight on (laughs) i'll take it um uh, Talia, roll a D12 for me and tell me what the number is.
0: You're just gonna lie you and you're gonna
1: make it. We roll sure. threes, sevens, and eights. Ha <laughs> ha! Four. It's a four? Okay. There's a when you hear it get louder. And Lucius is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and uh, uh, Hannah's like, oh, please, God. This would be the worst. This would be the worst day of my life. And then it goes. <laughs> Seems like it was one of the adjacent tunnels that just discharged. Gross. <laughs> and you guys continue climbing up <laughs> um it takes you guys like it's a, it's a pretty hefty hard climb but you guys make it and uh you enter into a facility um with like uh like these channels of it's the the smell by this point is just like the worst several times like Hannah was like climbing up behind you, Talia, and you just her no oh, god oh I was that I just touched Oh God! It's all over me. Okay, I'm fine.
3: I'm fine. Meanwhile, in the other tunnel, yeah, I don't get like what is he?
1: (laughs) I don't. I don't know either. (laughs) It's like it's like there's definitely something inhuman about him. But like he's human,
3: and none of them know about the other ones.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, is that an act? I don't know.
3: I it confuses me to know and
1: <laughs> um and you guys enter um basically like a walkway that has uh, kind of a little less than ankle high sludge in the bottom. Um and then like all these like just dozens and dozens of uh of channels uh of varying sizes of all these little pipes pointing into this like one antechamber. Uh And, uh, and there is a hatch at the end of this, uh, this like kind of hallway. To the hatch. Have we all reconvened at this point? Yes. Yeah. You all got up there around the same time. I mean, you could have gotten there a lot quicker, but you were hanging out talking to Short (laughs) Yeah.
3: He's like (laughs) climbing up and I'm floating like next to (laughs) his (laughs) head.
0: To the hatch.
1: All right. It's open. You just, you turn it and it opens up. Doesn't even seem like it has a lock on it. I think for safety precautions, they don't have a lock on that door. <laughs> That'd
4: be the worst.
1: Um, no. And you guys find yourself in pretty much a, a water sanitation facility um, that has all these different like uh, chambers and like uh, tubes running around it, and like loud, loud machinery almost drowning out all sound. And uh, you can easily navigate your way to what would probably be like the exit of that. It's clearly labeled.
0: Yes, we go there. Is there anybody around?
1: Uh, not in here. Uh, so you guys open the door leading out, uh, and it's relatively dark. Um, there's uh, little lights up in the ceiling. The uh, the so you are on you are now on level three, and uh, it is it's like you are in a city, but like when you look up, you can see like a cliff top or like a rocky ceiling. Um, built into that ceiling, there are several lights that like kind of look like starlight. Um, and you also, uh, from your position, you can see a large, um, like rail that has a very, very big light, uh, that is currently like pushed off to the side and the light is turned off. <laughs> That's dope. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the, it is a city. There's several tall, tall buildings around. You guys seem to be, uh, kind of nearby, like, um, nearby, like a stream, like a, uh, is
0: it a clean
1: stream? Yes. Does yeah. it
0: look like it's drinking water?
1: No, it's like a, um, it's like a, a concrete like boardwalk with like a river. So it's like a water
0: through. feature.
1: Yeah, it's a water feature. I
0: would like to take a swim in the water.
1: <laughs> Hannah's jumping in at the exact same time <laughs> you are, <laughs> and you guys jump Ready? in. You splash around in there. You clean yourself off. Uh, it has a nice, uh, nice flow to it, so it just like washes away the stuff.
3: I keep on lookout for. Anything.
1: Sure. Go ahead and roll uh, cunning to notice for me.
3: Can I notice heroically? Nope.
2: I use some of my charcoal as a soap and try to get some of the major stains off of me. Sure. Clothes and skin.
1: Sure, Kata just kind of like wipes his hands off on like the grass nearby. (laughs) Yeah, I get a 13. Okay. Uh, You're looking around. You don't see anyone like around here. Um, Hannah's looking around and she goes, This is odd. This is, I mean,. We were only here for a bit, but there was still, like, we came in the dead of night and there were still some people out and about on occasion. It's like, this is a ghost town. Curfew? Like, uh, new curfew? With maybe. a coup happening? That's, now? That's possible. Let's go with that. That's better than the alternative. Yeah. Let's find an elevator. All right. I think, I think there'd be one over this way. And uh, she leads you guys on. You kind of, like, dart into, like, a little side street. You start walking. Um, I need everyone to roll sneaking for me. Zeke, what'd you get?
3: 16.
0: Talia? Gerald got a 13. Okay. I got a one. (laughs) All right. Uh, Barnabas, what'd you get?
2: Also a one. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Talia, there's a... (laughs) Talia, you, you missed a chunk in your hair.
1: What? <laughs> uh, as Talia yells, what? Uh, there you hear. And the sound of dogs barking, approaching. Hannah's like, back the we water, should Back quick. into
2: the water, back into the water. No, 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 no,
1: no. We, we're almost to the elevator. We can make it. Okay. Uh, and you guys start running as you hear voices and dogs. Uh, fast chasing after you. Like, you're like,
4: what's going on?
1: There might be something over here. Someone out on the streets. Go, 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 go. Uh, And uh, you guys run, and uh, uh, you get to, like, the edge where it's, like, um, it's kind of like, the what would be the walls of this level are uh industrialized they uh some of them have advertisements on them some of them have uh like shops built into it um and then uh, uh basically like I don't know a couple stories up from that uh is where like the metal facade gives way to just like rocky cliff or rocky mountain side uh and uh uh Hannah r- runs up and like grabs the gate of the elevator and <laughs> Pulls it open and is like, "All right, get in, get in, get in." I get in and cover my
2: comrades.
1: Shorkata jumps in, whole like and like throwing Lucius in front of him. We get in. Uh, she sh- sh- shuts the gate behind you guys. Uh, with her inside. Uh, and like as soon as she does, like the sh- the door shuts, and you guys are sitting there. It's like kind of a dimly lit uh elevator.
3: I hit eight. Six uh, is the prison, eight is where Duncan Furter was right, right, originally.
0: Right, right, right. That's the count's house or whatever.
1: So you guys are going to eight. level eight? Alright. Uh, you press it and nothing happens. I and press it again. Nothing happens. I ab- keep pressing it.
0: I open up the panel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you do hear the sound of dogs and people like outside and people seeming to shout like questions at each other. Uh Hannah's like, make it work, make it work, Talia, make it work. I'm
3: pressing it as good as I can.
1: <laughs> And Lucius is like, do you need a hand?
0: Yeah, please.
1: All right, and Lucius uh, pops out Gearbox, and you, Gearbox, and Lucius start working on the controls here.
0: Um,
1: 12. Uh... You guys are working on it, and you, like, connect some of the, the lines together, and, like, the, the dimly lit lights inside this elevator kind of light up a little bit, and then Lucius like, I have an idea, and he, uh, he, like, stands in the middle of the elevator, and Gearbox hops up on his shoulders and reaches up and, like, opens up a panel, and Gearbox clambers up, and there's, like, a little, like, cling, cling, ching, ching, ching. And then the elevator goes, and starts lifting up, and Gearbox is like, and like falls in <laughs> on top of Lucius, who like falls down and like catching him. And he's like, good boy, good job, buddy, and like pats him on his newly furnished head. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's like, and uh, uh, clamors back inside his little, his little canister. Uh, and the elevator is moving up now towards uh, f- level eight. Takes a little while. <laughs>
3: so how was your garbage shoot
1: oh it was terrible it was i mean it was dry ish i don't look as bad as shorkata she looks at shorkata who still stinks and is covered in less like that's rancid wet grime <laughs> 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 and she goes haha nice try and then she looks at shorkata and he's like no <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, the elevator, Bing! and the, uh, chute opens up, and then Hannah grabs the gate and pushes it open, and now you guys are on level eight. The buildings here are a little more widely spread, there seems to be a lot more landscape and park work, this is the nice area.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to, uh, clip some of the wires in the panel, so it can't be called. Sure. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh Hannah's like, I know where the countess's house is, let's go. I need everyone to roll sneaking for me. Uh Barnabas, what did you get? Eighteen. Uh Zeke? Twenty-four. Talia? Fourteen. Oh, you rolled so many dice, I thought you had more than that.
0: Uh Gerald rolled a thirty-two. <laughs>
1: Gerald is so sneaky. <laughs> uh, he pops out his Heelys and just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Shorkata's actually just wheeling Gerald like a hand cart in front of him. <laughs> um uh, and uh yeah, you you guys seem to make it with relative ease. You, you know, are darting from alleyway to alleyway. Uh the streets here are like nice and smooth, and there's plenty of like parks that you can like dart through using like Somehow they are growing trees and shit in here, uh, and like you guys are able to dart through all of that, um, and eventually uh, make your way to a um, like a wooden stone wall, and uh, uh, Shorcada like kind of kneels down to like give you guys a boost up, uh, and Hannah like does the same.
3: Thank you. I use my jetpack.
1: <laughs> they look
3: at
2: Barnabas.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I take their hand and. Cool. Any assistance they can give me?
1: Yeah, they boost you up. Uh, and then uh, uh, Lucius gets boosted up next. and then Hannah climbs on top of uh, Shorkata's shoulders. and then like hanging on the top of the the wall, Hannah reaches down to grab Shorkata and like help him get up. And then, uh, yeah, you guys all clear the uh, the wall. It's not like a super, super tall wall. It's just tall enough that you have to struggle to climb over it.
0: child hides in some shrubbery.
1: <laughs> woo He dives into some shrubbery. <laughs> His feet just kind of sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you guys are uh, now on the grounds of a large manor house, which uh, looks a little burnt. Uh, it's got, it's got um, uh, one of the, like, wings of it seems like it has some significant fire damage that eventually was put out
0: that's not a good sign
2: well at least if we start here i can try to get a figurative scent on him maybe
3: it's a tradition
0: all right what
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you lost me on that one too you know like the burning down of your house i don't know how howdies work That's racist. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's culturally insensitive. There's a difference.
1: Uh. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you guys approach. uh, There is a a glass atrium that is shattered, so you guys can enter the house through there.
3: Okay, probably not a tradition. We go in.
2: (laughs) I do tell them about a plains tribe that their tradition is to burn down their huts so they can construct new ones with fresh branches that are stronger.
3: See, it's a thing.
1: (laughs) Uh, are you guys trying to move through this house stealthily? Or are you walking around going, don't
0: get further? (laughs) Um, stealthy, but very quickly.
1: Okay. Um, I need everyone, as you're looking around the house, uh, to roll cunning for notice. Uh, Barnabas, what'd you get? 31. Uh, A tier for success. And, uh, Zeke? I got a 19. And Talia? 20. Okay. Um... Uh, First off, Hannah leads you guys uh, to, like, the office, the area where Duncan Furter was. This area, as you guys move through it, like, this manor has been shot up. Uh, There's obvious signs of, like, armed conflict here. Uh, And uh, Hannah leads you guys to where Duncan Furter's office was. Uh, It's been, like, you know, the, like, desk is tipped over. There's obviously signs of, like, a struggle and, like, a couple gunshots. But, like, there's no sign of Duncan Furter. Um, there doesn't seem to be like a blood splatter or anything that would indicate there was a murder in this room. But, uh, Hannah's like, this is where we last saw him. Uh, and then, um, uh, as you guys are kind of like looking around the rest of the house really quick, uh, Barnabas, you, uh, you're walking through the kitchen and you see the signs of, a, of a secret entrance. Uh, Talia, you, uh, are also with him and you see the same entrance. You guys both notice it at the same time.
0: Oh, Mr. Gunsby, look there.
2: Yes, a secret entrance. How interesting! Yeah. Seems like something Duncan Furter would do. You guys go up nice. and touch it, or um, yes. Yeah, uh, it
1: seems like pressure sensitive. You push on it, and it kind of slides in, and then some hydraulics push it over to the side. Ooh. And uh, inside there, you you see uh, some uh, cots, uh, some like uh, you know shitty beds and there's like three servants sitting in there like cowering and they're like armed with like kitchen knives and they're like looking at you
2: no no no, no we're 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 not here to hurt you we're merely looking for an, an odd gentleman by the name of Mr. Duncan Furter. uh
1: they all look at each other and then one of the one of the women speaks up you can see that they all have gauged ears uh each one stamped with like um The symbol of a diamond in like uh, in like a inset in in the sun. Uh, And uh, they go, Mr. Duncan further, the guest of the Countess. Yes, he he was taken. He was taken when they murdered the Countess.
0: Oh, are you hurt?
1: No, we're just waiting for this to blow over. We'll have new masters by the end of tomorrow, I'm sure. What are you doing here? Are you, are you with the New Order?
0: No, we're part of the Atroposian circuit.
3: What? We're in a it's race.
1: A... No, I know what the Atroposian... I mean, Duncan further was here. I just... oh, I recognize you, she, she says, as, like, Hannah and, like, Shorkata come around the corner. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you. You make a good coffee. <laughs> and she's like, thank you, I suppose. What are you doing back... You... You... Th- six you six should not be here you should go
3: um did you see who took duncan further?
1: the resistance the the the, the rebels those following grishin
3: they do you, took do you happen to know where he's based
1: now they shrug mm. Pro- probably the prison the prison block it's just rows and rows of cells if they're not killing him they must be ransoming him in um, the prison, unless he's being transported uh, to to where the new emperor is up in the heart of of Mount Siberius, I don't know. But depends on how high a priority target he is.
2: Well, I think we have a jailbreak to conduct. Uh Before we head out, do you have enough food and water in here?
1: Yes, we'll be fine. We just ha- want to stay away from the gunfire in case anyone comes back. Some of the city folk are scavenging in the in the midst of the the chaos and and we just want to lay low and wait for all of this to blow over and we can find out what our new assignment is
2: I wish I could help you get out of here, but I'm afraid that's going to be a bigger danger to you now
1: oh, we don't want to go anywhere we' are, we are not we are not fighters we want to stay
2: Wayne
3: hold on you're just. Help me understand. You're slaves, right? Yes. We're leaving here today. Do you want to come with?
1: I, this sounds like a suicide mission. There's there's war inside Mount Siberius. If, if we get caught trying to escape, our new masters will not take it kindly.
2: They'll probably shoot them before they shoot us.
1: We're leaving here today. Unless you get killed. And I hope it doesn't happen, but I don't know if that's a risk I'm willing to take. And she looks to the other two and they're like, no, no, this is this too dangerous out there. So you'd rather be slaves forever. And they just kind of look a little defeated at the concept of it. And they don't say yes or no.
3: Right. You can see I can see it on your faces how that sounds terrible. We've been we've fought things that make any soldier in this entire place look like a kitten. Do you want to come with us when we leave here today? Roll cunning. Can I do so heroically?
1: I think so. (laughs) Bagpipes play in the background.
3: (laughs) That's a 27 on heroics.
1: Okay, that's a plus six to your uh, cunning roll.
3: That's a 19 on cunning.
1: They sit there, they look around, and then... uh, one of the, the younger girls, um, not young, like young, young, but she's like in her 20s, whereas the other ones seem like they're like, <coughs> you know, mid 30s or 40s. Um, this uh, This younger girl like kind of stands up and goes, I don't want to be a slave anymore. I'll go with you. I can't fight. But if you think you can get me out of here, I think it's this is my only chance. Just hide behind things.
3: It would be honestly... Probably one of the least difficult things we've accomplished so far on our journey in this race.
1: And uh, Hannah leans over to, like, Shorkana's like, bit of a braggart, this one. Have you seen the hands? They don't say anything. <laughs> 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 yeah, so you now have uh, recruited uh, another slave. She says her goodbyes to the others, and, and they're like, are you sure you don't want to go with? And they're like, no, no, this is... This is a young satyrs game. And they like pat her shoulder. And she's like, okay, I will remember you. And like gives them like a locket that she wears. And then uh, uh, they she seals the door behind you guys in the kitchen.
4: And she's like, so, where to?
3: What's your
1: name? My name is Fiona.
3: All right, Fiona, just try and stand behind either Tricotta or Gerald. You'll meet Gerald in a minute.
1: Okay. And, uh, yeah, you guys exit the manor, and uh, you reunite with Gerald, who's still inside uh, the brush. You step, you step up and, like, call for him. Come on out. And uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he uproots the, the brush and stands there with, like, the brush, like, his head poking out, and the brush, like, wearing, uh, or wearing the brush on, like, his torso like a, like a ball. And he's like, woo woo And she's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's an impressive automaton,
0: <laughs> uh, Gerald. This is Fiona. Um, you're going to protect her, all right? Woo!
1: And he rips off the the uh, um, the bush that he's stuck in and throws it off to the side. And he goes woo! And he just like stands close to Fiona, and she like kind of winces for a second when he gets nearby, and then like is like, okay, well. <laughs> He looks like he's pretty sturdy. Dum, dum. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to the prison.
1: All right, you guys make your way back to the elevator. Uh, Talia, you undo your sabotage and uh, go to level six. The elevator takes a little time. You guys are just kind of standing in there, and she goes, "So, what are your names?"
3: "Yeah, no, I'm Zeke."
1: "Hello, Zeke."
0: "I'm Talia." You know Gerald?
1: Talia, Gerald.
0: Um, This is Mr. Gunsby.
1: Barnabas Gunsby. (laughs) She jolts a little bit and uh, Hannah reaches up and like cleans out her ear and is like, ah, Um, in closed space. I'm Captain Hannah (laughs) Solzen. And she uh, reaches out a hand. um, Fiona shakes it. and, And this is Lucius and Short Cotter. Hey. Hey. Thank you, all of you, for doing this for me you guys get to level 6 you open up the uh, gate and um, yeah uh, this is a pretty run of the mill it's actually kind of industrial this area uh, you see lots of vents built in around uh, around <laughs> the um, where the starlight is uh, as like even now smog and smoke is billowing up at the top and like being ventilated out of the mountain
0: alright I re-sabotaged the lift <laughs> okay <laughs> um so um is this just like a very long cell block or does it look like there's a building that's like surrounded by a sort of like a fence and Uh
1: so with with Fiona's help you guys are able to find where the uh uh the prison district is um which is in like a corner of this area um and it is just like uh she's like I had to spend uh a month in here once uh, for talking back to one of the owners these are uh there are four cells per cube and she points and it's just like rows of like buildings um uh with like lanes in between them uh there's like four rows of like eight buildings each uh all you know one story tall kind of wide set square with like a domed top uh, and she goes there's uh the, those are split up in the four rooms and uh uh and he could be in any one of those um you do see that uh, some of them have been damaged so like there's, you know, you can at least rule out those ones.
0: Is that a godhouse or something?
1: Uh yeah, there is a fence around this area uh with uh guard posts on each corner um and then a a gate. And you guys look around and you don't see any guards there. And you can roll cunning to like get a better lay of the land to look up a little more closely at the guard like towers.
2: How dirty are the floors?
1: Uh they're metal and they're not that dirty.
2: Damn. All right, I'll just get a lay of the land then.
1: All right, uh, Zeke, what'd you get?
3: I got an eight, but I imagine I can just see the guard towers.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, you can. You're looking around. You don't see anyone like patrolling in the guard towers. You can see those clear clearly enough. Talia, what'd you get?
0: Um, an eighteen.
1: Okay, Barnus, what'd you get? Twenty-four. All right, uh, Talia, you you like are looking and uh, uh, you are pretty sure there's there's no. Um, there's no guards seeming to patrol. Uh, you, you can even, like, you and Zeke can even hover up a little bit if you want to get, like, a good lay of, like, you know, how much space there is in between each row of cubes and so on. Um, and you, uh, you're pretty sure there's no guards. But um, you do see some mo- movement, and you kind of pointed out, and Barnabas is at a better angle to see it. Uh, and he sees, uh, uh, like, a, a guard dog just kind of wandering around smelling stuff. It's like a large shepherd
0: right, is um so there's a guard house or just guard towers?
1: There's four guard towers and then there's the like gate area, which doesn't have like a it doesn't have like any structure to it. it's just uh, the gate
0: okay um and it,
1: there's and there's like wire, there's like razor r- wire along the top.
0: okay, um so I guess up and over and open the gate. Sure, everybody else.
3: Sounds good to me. Who's who's going over?
0: I suppose that's me.
3: Yeah, I'll go with Talia. Cover her back.
2: And I'll cover from the other side. It's
1: not a matter of stealth. It's a matter of if it can hear you. And it can, because engines, because he's a dog. (laughs) Um, So Talia, as you go over uh, and start lowering down to, like, uh, release the gate from inside, you hear... And you kind of turn around and you see the dog like sitting there, like growling at you. It's uh, it's like hair on the back of its neck uh, and nearby its tail are uh, raised up, uh, and it's like snarling.
0: Hello. I throw it one of my rations.
1: When <laughs> he starts chewing on it.
0: Release the gate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the gate opens up and it, like, grabs the ration. He's like, and, like, runs off with it. (laughs)
3: Goodbye, dog friend.
1: (laughs) And,
0: uh, yeah. That's my last ration.
2: (laughs) Oh, Uh, you don't have to worry about rations when you wear Barnabas Gunsby.
0: Shush, Mr. Gunsby.
1: (laughs) Uh, Lucius and Fiona and Shorcada stay back.
0: That makes sense.
1: Um, with Gerald, I assume. Yes. Um, and, uh, Hannah is with you guys, um, as you walk in, uh, and you hear, hello, who's there? Uh,
2: does the voice sound familiar? It might. It's
1: hard to tell. A little
2: bit, yeah.
0: I'll go over. I'm not going to just yell back at it.
1: (laughs) You approach one of the cubes where the voice was coming from, and you, uh, you kind of, like, get up on your toes and look in, like, in the little, like, slit-barred window, and you see the face of Isaac Rosny, uh, with a, with a cut on his cheekbone. Uh, and, and he goes, uh, he goes, Edith, Edith. And the, uh, the window next to that, uh, goes, Isaac, what is it? And like, she seems to have just woken up and, uh, you see, you see her, her fingers grab onto the bars there. and She's like, who's out there? I. Ha! Ha, ha ha.
0: Yeah. Uh, so she can't see me or I can't...
1: Uh, I mean, like, if you kind of float back a little yeah, bit, you I'll can float, see both of them. Yeah, float back a little bit. Yeah.
4: Like,
0: Is that Talia, right?
1: Yes. Hello. Hi. Oh, God. How'd you guys make it in here? We walked in. Okay. Uh, I don't
3: know if you know, there's a coup going on.
1: <laughs> uh. Edith laughs at that, uh, and Isaac, <laughs> <laughs> Isaac scowls <laughs> and is like, "Seriously? Yeah, we know. Why do you think we're in here?
3: You no, know, I, your friend got it. It's <laughs>
1: fine. Can you get us out? Uh,
3: probably.
2: Uh, yeah, I probably could. We
1: have we have to. They have Hugo. We have to help Hugo.
0: He's not here with you.
1: Hannah walks up and is like, "What are you guys doing? Stop wasting your time with these yahoos. Aren't we here just to?" Meet Duncan Furter?
2: We're sort of the good guys. Team Huddle! I grab both of them. them
3: (laughs) I grab Hannah.
1: (laughs) Ah, He does this. I'm not part of this team. Uh, Today you are, apparently.
5: Oh,
3: God.
1: (laughs) Hey! Not a a comment on you, I'm just... This is getting complicated. What's going on?
3: Welcome to our race. What do you want to do, Barnabas?
4: (laughs) (laughs) You hear
1: behind you guys... Or Isaac being like, what the hell are they doing? And Edith is like, a team huddle, duh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we have a couple of options. We can leave them here and continue on and win the race and leave them to rot. Or we can risk losing the race, but doing the right thing. And to be perfectly honest, the way this race has gone so far, I'm okay with the latter.
3: We could give them the tools to get themselves out.
0: And no, let's forget it. Let's just do it.
2: Let's just let's just free them. This is this is beyond the race at this point.
3: Fine, but I'm not helping
2: them with Hugo. Oh, of course not. They're on their own there.
1: (laughs) Hannah goes, Well, at least you guys have some sense. All right. And you guys all stand up, and Edith is like, Determination.
2: We will assist you in getting out of these cells. That's in the spirit of our shared humanity. However, you're on your own to get Hugo.
1: And Isaac is we like...
2: We do have to remain competitive.
1: <laughs> and Isaac is like, are you fucking kidding me? They could kill him. They're taking him to the emperor. And Isaac like, shove it, Isaac. Yes, get us out, please.
3: <laughs> I mean, if you don't want us to get you out of prison, Isaac, At least get me could,
1: out. Fuck Isaac. Yeah, I mean,
3: obviously, you're on board with this. But Isaac, if you would rather we not get you out of prison... It's
1: like, no, of course, I want to get out of prison, you idiot. And
0: would you like, all lower your
1: voices, please? <laughs> And, uh, and <laughs> Isaac lowers his voice into a grumble. And Ethan goes, Please, thank you. We appreciate this. It's, Hugo's not your responsibility. Also,
3: have <gasps> you seen Duncan Furter?
1: Yeah. He's, he's held in the cell uh, one row over and all the way down to the back.
3: Cool.
0: All right.
1: I'm going to. And Isaac what? was like, You didn't even bargain with that information? And she goes, Shut up, Isaac.
0: <laughs> I'm going to pick the locks. Okay. Okay, so first one is Edith. Sure.
1: (laughs) Tier four. Tier four? You pop that lock open like it's nothing. You see yes she don't got nothing on you, Talia. (laughs) And for
0: (laughs) (laughs) And for Isaac's it's a fourteen, so it's tier two.
1: All right, it takes, this one takes you a little bit longer. Would you be quiet? Well, just, I have to hear the tumblers. Well, I'm just saying. Just I mean, like shush, Can you even do this? Just <laughs> I'm, shush.
3: I'm going to go scope out Duncan further.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, as you do, uh, Hannah um, is talking to Edith, and you hear her be like, what's up with Hugo? Why are they taking Hugo? And he goes, Hugo's family is connected to Siash. Um, his father used to be an ambassador. He was friends with the emperor. That's how we got a royal guard on the way up here. We thought we were sitting pretty happy using his family connections. But turns out, bad time to be a friend of the emperor. (laughs) And they're taking him uh, to be executed with any other high profile people who didn't just die in the resistance.
0: I stop picking the lock before I pick it. Okay. I mean, like I get all the way there and I don't move my hands. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, listen, I think we just I think we do the right thing. I think we I think we help them. Nobody deserves to die if we can not.
2: Uh, all right. And uh, I think you are right here. And execution's a little, little bit different. Than,
0: but I have terms, uh, Mr. Rushney. It's Rosny. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's that you listen to us. If we're going to help you and get in harm's way, then you're going to not screw this up with your ego. We've only got room for Mr. Gansby's.
2: Yes, and it's quite large. <laughs> <laughs> he goes,
1: you don't call the shots around here.
0: All right, then you can just stay in there. Well, no, Jesus. Let, all right, fine. Let me out. So you agree to play nice. We're all on the same team to save your friend.
2: He sits there and grits his teeth. And you're a pretty princess. What? <laughs> say it.
0: <laughs> don't don't say it. Just
1: uh, right. roll roll cunning, Talia uh, What'd you get? Thirty four. He grits his teeth and uh, nods. He's like, "Fine, we follow your lead until we get out of Mount Siberius."
2: All right. We're willing to help you, but don't try anything funny. I've got my eye on you.
0: We're all on the same team, everybody. That's it. All right. We're going to save Mr. Witherton. We're all going to get out of here. And then we're not going to shoot each other as we all race towards the end of this bloody thing. All right. That's the deal. All of us are in accord. Or... We're done and we're all going our separate ways right now.
1: Isaac says, you guys are my allies until we get out of here. Then it's no holds barred to the finish line. Click. (laughs) He opens up the door. Thank you. Uh, Pleasure.
3: Have I found Duncan Ferner yet?
1: Yes. Yeah. You walked out. You've made it there (laughs) (laughs) while this is going on. Uh, But I have one more thing in the scene before it happens. Hannah speaks up and goes, well, it's a very touching sentiment. But I'm not interested in getting myself or my crew killed. You guys want to go on some mission to try and save Mister Witherton? That's on you. I admire your courage. Shorcada, Lucius, and I—we're getting on the Barn Swallow and we're getting out of here.
0: Will you take Fiona?
1: Yeah, of course. I'm not going to leave her behind. She's not. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have her go into a gunfight to try and save some whiny, sniveling brat.
0: They're going to kill him. I'm not asking for your help. I'm
1: just. Yes. I'll make sure Fiona makes it out safe. You have my word on that. All right. If you guys, uh, if everything goes to hell and you guys need to fall back you need to let Hugo go, there's a chance you can catch us barn swallows in the Western Hangar. That's where we're headed.
0: Good luck.
2: Sounds like a plan. Good luck.
1: Same to you, you crazy fuckers.
0: Like I said, we're sort of the good guys.
2: I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> we're quite heroic, aren't we, Talia? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: I'm going to shake Captain Solzen's hand, if she'll have it. I yeah.
2: shake it as well. She
1: shakes both of your hands, and uh, and she goes, "See you guys in a uh, Razul, one way or the other."
0: Oh, would you actually send uh, Gerald in here as well? Yeah, great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she runs off to go rejoin her crew. Isaac looks like he's about to say something, and Edith just like elbows him right in the like sternum. He's like, "Oh."
0: <coughs> Oh, no. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: meanwhile, Zeke, uh you have uh, while all this is going on, you have found Duncan Fergur's cell. Uh you I mean, with your jetpack you are able to hover up and look through the little like window slit at the top of the room, uh or on, on the top of like the upper part of the wall. And uh you look in and you see him uh laying down asleep in uh in one of the beds.
3: For like ten seconds. I and mean, you just observe. i i glean any information i can
1: while he sleeps all right he he, for those 10 seconds you watch duncan furter sleep does he breathe yes
3: okay (laughs) does he snore not really interesting (laughs) how does he sleep sleep on his back on his side on his stomach
1: he is sleeping on his back right now
3: okay hey duncan furter
4: (laughs) hello hello (laughs) <laughs> hey up here oh he, hello i'm duncan furder i know who uh, who are you
3: i'm zeke quaglin i'm with team jollipot
4: oh oh um one oh, moment and he like reaches underneath his <laughs> uh his bed <laughs> <laughs> and he produces a clipboard. <coughs> what are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and he's like, "Mr. Uh, Mr. Quaglin. Yes. Uh, from Team Jollypot." Hi. I suppose you like kind of his hair. So he's wearing the same outfit. You've always seen Duncan Furter in
1: same pale skin, same pencil mustache. His usually perfectly slick black hair is just a little mussed up and he pushes it back into position. And, uh, he looks up at you and he
4: goes, Hey, I assume, uh, you'd like to know the standings of the race. No. Oh, well in that case,
3: we've checked in.
4: Would you like to get me
3: out of this cell? That can be arranged. Okay. What are you, Duncan Furter? What? What are you, Duncan Furter?
4: I, I don't understand the question. Please, Mr. Quaglin, show some humanity and let me out of the cell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Duncan Furter? I have talked to a Duncan Furter at the last ten checkpoints on this race, and they all look like you, and they all sound like you. What are you? He sits there.
4: Uh, roll cunning for me.
3: Can I do so heroically?
1: No. (laughs) This is petty at best. Uh, Take a plus five, though, because, I mean, you are the only means to escape that he has. Twelve. He sits there.
4: Damn. All right. If I tell you what you want to know, you'll let me out, yes? Yes. And you'll escort me to my vessel so that I can escape? I'll take you along with. Sure. All right. Well.
1: He, like, sits there for a second,
4: thinking about it. There are twelve Dunkin' Ferders. <gasps> one for each member of the Corps elite, And they all serve different purposes depending on which member of the Corps elite they are assigned to. Except when it comes to the race. Then we all serve the same purpose. In unity. Uh, Dunkin' Ferders are... Well, I don't know quite how to put it, but... Living recreations based on a butler that died... <coughs> during the Evanglesian Civil War. His name was Duncan F. Tarr. <laughs> oh my god. Tarr died saving Sir Hornfoot from a militarist assassination attempt and his body was given over to Octavius Odlin in order to attempt an experiment to see if he could recreate or reincarnate Mr. Tarr. Well, Obviously, he gestures to himself, he had some modicum of success. Odlin was able to distill Mr. Tarr's essence into a formula, not unlike the synthetic essence used in the Farishta transformation process. Any host given this essence would become a reincarnated version of Mr. Tarr. Eventually, we became called the Duncan Furters. Odlin gifted each member of the Corps with their own personal copy of Tarr, But only after Dr. Holmes confirmed that each of the Duncan Furter's psyche embodied all the aspects that Duncan F. Tarr had that the Corps valued. You see, he was the best butler (laughs) the the world has ever seen. Loyal through and through. And it is every Duncan Furter's hope to truly embody the spirit of Mr. Tarr and serve their members of the Corps elite to the best of their abilities. And so, with that, please, allow me to update you on the standings of the race.
3: (laughs) That's terrifying and horrifying and a little disgusting.
4: You may continue. (laughs) In first place, Team Cornfoot. Wow. In second place, Team Adams. In third place, Team Jollypot, I would write your name down, but I don't have a writing utensil.
3: I toss him some charcoal. Thank you. <laughs> he scribbles it down. On it the... seemed to be causing you physical pain.
4: <laughs> and then, of course, any name that follows your name on the list <laughs> <laughs> is purely a name there in speculation until further reports come in. And so we have Team Audlin. Torchinovich, and Fiddleworth. Team Holmes has recently sent in their concession. Thank you.
3: You're welcome. I'm gonna go find the lady who can pick a lock. I'll be right back.
4: Thank you, Mr. Quaglin. And if you could, my identity as a what some people might see as a abomination is one of a sensitive nature.
3: Wait. Who were you, Duncan Furter? I have no memory. Interesting. Interesting.
4: I am assured that I volunteered willingly.
3: Mm. But much right.
4: like the transformation to become a Frishta, most of my former self was lost in the process.
3: All right, yeah, I'll keep your secret.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Quagley.
3: Well, I'll um, just be a minute while I, I go now uh, and come back. Of course. I will wait patiently. Bye. Goodbye. And I fly away, and when I'm out of earshot, I'm like, "What the fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's so much weirder than I could have imagined
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh so you guys uh Talia Barnabas and um Isaac and edith uh you got, uh, the the four of you are walking towards uh where Duncan is supposed to be held, uh, Gerald is catching up with you guys, uh, and uh, you uh, you find Zeke coming back towards you.
0: <clears throat> Mr. Quaglin, did you find him?
3: Yeah, I checked in and got the race results. <laughs> 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 uh, and why,
2: why are you so worried about the race results at a time like this?
3: I wasn't. He was. Um... <laughs> Duncan Furter's agreed to let us use his ship to get out of here, so...
0: Oh, perfect. We only have a small stop, but let's pick up Mr. Duncan Furter first.
3: What? Sure. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, that makes sense, based on everything I've experienced in the last several months. (laughs) I get it. Let's go get Duncan Furter. I can't pick a lock.
0: (laughs) All right, I'm going to go pick the lock. Hello, I'm Duncan Furter. (laughs)
4: And you are? Talia Nazari. Bon, miss, yes. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you both. Uh, miss Graham, Mr. Rosny, you were captured as well. Oh, how kind of Team Jolly Part 2 see to your escape. Same as my own. Uh, what did you get on your lockpicking? 20. Cool. Yep, you pop it open. Uh, thank you, Virtue Nazari. he bows?
0: Uh, you're very welcome. Um, we do have one quick stop to make. Um, I'm sorry? <laughs> Seems that Mr Witherton has been captured and is slated for execution.
4: Oh no, no, that's terrible.
0: So we're going to quickly stop that. Um just pop in, grab him, and then we can be on our way. Uh
4: Do so you know where he's being taken?
0: To the Emperor?
4: To the Emperor. Alright. Well most of the Western hangar was <clears throat> decimated during the fighting, mostly destroyed at that point. So they probably aren't taking him out through there and last time I heard the guards talking before they moved in to send reinforcements, Uh, the colonel was holding his own in the main hangar. That would only leave the eastern hangar if they're going to transport him to the summit of Mount Siberius to meet the new emperor. One Nikolai Grishin, a man of great ambition, clearly. Well, the Contessa is in the main hangar, so if they're holding their ground there, then that's where we'll go after we... See to Mr. Witherton's escape, I assume? Yes. Oh, the Contessa is my ship.
0: Oh, that makes much more sense. Perfect. (laughs) Um,
4: Uh, Actually, Barnabas, you've heard of the
1: Contessa. It is the second most valuable ship in the Cordelite's fleet. Um, It is uh, heralded for being one of the fastest vessels in Evanglass.
2: You have the Contessa? Yes. (gasps) Uh, Well, this bodes well for us, doesn't
4: it? Right, well... Sir Cornfoot, who only has the best for his servant. <laughs> of course, of course.
0: Right, well, uh, this is Gerald.
4: Oh, hello. It's an automaton. Why are you introducing me to it?
0: Oh, I, because he'll protect you.
4: Oh, well then, nice to meet you, Gerald.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Well, he stands up a little more straight, brushes off his ascot, and he goes... Let's go reclaim my ship. Oh, and save Mr. Withington. We do
1: that. All right. And you guys start heading back towards the elevator, and that's where we'll end this session. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions, all rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by Cracked Monocle Gaming. Tefra, the steampunk RPG, is a trademark of Cracked Monocle Gaming, all rights reserved. Go to www.crackedmonocle.com for more information.